0: Hey, my name is Chris Williams and you are now listening to the Grow Your Side Business Podcast. I help ambitious employees grow a profitable side business. If you haven't had an opportunity yet, go check out growyoursidebusiness.com where we've got all the content, the tips, the strategies, and more. You're in the right place at the right time and we're here to help you grow a serious profitable side business. Let's listen to today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to uh, Aunt and I'm going to say this name right, Janilka. Ladies and gentlemen, the Hartsog family more than a side hustle podcast if you ain't listening to it i don't know where you at you missing your life but y'all need to listen to these people because we're here tonight to be able to hear from them. family how y'all doing
1: hello love up, the <laughs>
0: man listen I, we got a lot to cover so i, I i'm gonna i'm gonna start kind of in the middle and then we'll work our way backwards because um when i interview people i do my homework and then the other thing is is when y'all post I be paying attention, so we got to talk about some post-I saw that I was like, ooh, why they say that, right? So we're gonna get into all of that. But first of all, um, you guys have have done something that I, I don't think gets applauded enough, I guess I will say. Um, being a husband and wife duo, building the same business. But here's where I want to kind of start. Um, I want you to introduce yourselves, but more importantly. One of y'all start talking about how did you figure out who was good at what in order to run this business? Because I would imagine when you first start, it's a little bit of friction involved because most people go, well, I know what I'm doing. And the other person is like, no, you don't. You clearly don't have it because this is falling apart. I want to know how did y'all figure that out? Was it rough in the beginning? Was it somebody, you know, somebody let go The other person led Talk to us about what that was like, and then we're going to work our way kind of around your journey, because I just think what y'all are doing is incredible, and what y'all have done is super dope.
1: Um, so introduce <laughs> ourselves. Uh, my name is Janoka. This is Anthony. As you said, we're from Brooklyn, New York. We live in Dallas, Texas for the now seven years. Um, we got married in 2016 and started our debt-free journey in 2017. And we, you know, as he said, paid off $114,000 of debt in 23 months by side hustling. And during that time, we started a cleaning business where we do not clean any homes. And for the past two and a half years, we've been teaching people how to do the same. And we have students in 35 states and our students have done over uh, $8 million in revenue. So that is a bit of who we are. Now, how did we kind of get this thing together? As we're talking through this podcast, it probably will come up a lot, but a lot of the ideas that we have in the family is through Anthony. Um, Mm He listens to tons of podcasts and I usually shoot every idea down. And so the cleaning business was an idea that he brought that I did shoot down that I eventually um, said yes, but the cleaning business was both of ours' first business. Neither of us had a business before that. So we learned the journey together. There wasn't really much of, I know more of this versus you, except for uh, the fact that Andy was a director at his company. Um, so he did a bit more interviewing and stuff, but. That's that's kind of our quick synopsis story. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'll I won't. No need to elaborate. So she she touched on all the points there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: you, you know it's interesting. Okay, so so I like what you said because here's the thing that I wanted I want to dive into. So both of you full time jobs, both of you were rocking in your careers, and this idea pops up. Now here's something that I know I went through. And I would like to hear what this was for you. I know the first time I had even the inkling of an idea to build a side business, I immediately squashed it. It was like, like stepping on an ant. Like I wanted nothing to do with the idea to germinate in my mind because I felt like I am in this great corporate job. They're paying me great money. Life is good. I did not want to give myself permission to think that way talk to me about what that was like the first time you even like went like we we should we should think this way what was that moment like for you yeah it really it really came down to exposing
2: myself to another exposing myself to another way of life uh, that people were living and once we had the idea to pay off this debt we like all right we picked up jobs but we knew that our time was limited. So we could work all we want outside of our nine to fives, but our time is limited. So when I had the idea to start a business, it came from listening and hearing people who had nine to fives who also ran successful businesses. So that let me know what was possible. Before we got there, didn't know it was possible because I didn't see anyone doing it, anyone that looked like me doing it. So when the idea first came up, it showed me what was possible and at that point we already started our debt-free journey so it was like, all right we already doing this why not try this as well and i obviously brought the idea to janoka and she said no and it just took more um explaining <laughs> and <laughs> convincing to do so that, that's where that started from
1: and i wouldn't yeah. even say that there was a aha moment it's just been a gradual transition as we um, have learned more about the business, like he said, we were paying off debt. Then we started um, the business and things like that. So as we learn more, it became gradual for us changing our mindset and changing the way we think about everything because we were just, you know, learning through, learning it together.
0: Yeah. So you know, one of the interesting things about um, these journeys is that at some point, when you decide to dive in and you decide that hey, we're we're doing this thing. You quickly figure out that, okay, um, there's some things that we didn't account for while we thought about this great idea, <laughs> right? We It sounded good, and I thought we covered all the bases before we, we started down this jump. Talk to us about some of those things that popped up for you guys that as you got started, you were like, oh, we didn't consider that. Oh, crap, I didn't think about this thing. Oh, wow, this popped up in... What were some of those pieces that you guys had to start to navigate to? Not because you didn't you didn't have a well thought out plan, but because most of the things that you learn, the nuances come after you start. What were three of those things right. for you guys? Um, and to be clear, I don't know that we had a well thought out
1: plan. We had a plan that we knew we were starting. A decent plan. Uh, we <laughs> had a decent plan, right? We knew we were starting a business that neither of us have ever had a business. Um, I think one thing that I could say that none of us accounted for, which is bizarre because I'm a mental therapist. But um, the mental turmoil, the mental part of it that comes with the business, especially since we're a service-based business that deals with a lot of customers. Um, So that part, I don't think either of us thought about having to deal with how one customer can change your whole mood on a vacation or on a Friday night or on a Valentine's day or whatever it may be. That's not something that either of us thought about when, when thinking about a business.
2: And then i would think uh the bigger we got the more eyes more attention our business got so Mm -hmm. another thing was publication so our our name is attached our name our face wasn't attached to the business but our name was on the back end of the business so anytime Mm. our name got publication the business got publication and people start kind of poking around and digging into your personal lives at that point so we didn't realize the the bigger we got, the more attention would be drawn to that the, the business side of things. As as obvious as it sounds, our face of that our business brand has nothing to do with our, our personal brand. So we didn't realize the two would be correlated at some point.
0: Yeah, was that a deliberate decision to choose? Yeah. Not okay. And why did you make that deliberate decision? And what did that do to? your your business as more and more people found out the the faces behind the actual product and service
1: um it was a, i don't know it was deliberate but what happens is people people are are crazy if you will um and so sometimes people would just leave reviews and they've never even used us before mm. um our services before they would just leave it because whatever um <laughs> that's wow. something that we face yeah or people you know demanding or just calling our company saying like is this a real company do they really run it like so certain things like that we do face that does come up so we don't really mention the name of our cleaning business anymore but I mean, it was you,
2: if you decide to look for it sure but, but it was very i would say it was very deliberate when we started we just knew that there was no need for our faces i know people start a business like oh i want my name and my face to be attached to it he's like well it's just a cleaning business People don't need to know who own the business. People don't need to know who run the business. They just need to know they're getting excellent service. They know that if they have a problem, they have a a customer service team to go to. A lot of these companies, you don't ever talk to the CEO. So why do you think you need to know who the owner or CEO is of a small, quote unquote, mom and pop cleaning businesses? And we didn't want our personal brand to impact. We said, if we ever get canceled on the personal side, we need our our business to still be able to run. (laughs) (laughs)
0: hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. So, so let's talk about, um, I want to switch gears here because I want to go back to your corporate journey. Tell everybody about what, you know, what your corporate journey was like. Um, did you love it? Did you, did you find places where it was, where, where, where it kind of sucked? You know, what was that like? But, the other thing is is that my tribe are people who we we, we call ourselves the successfully discontent. Were you everly ever successfully discontent in your role? And what what did you do to manage that and still be productive?
2: Yeah. So I worked in my my last job I was at, um, I was an IT director at a support company for nine, nine and a half years. It's almost ten years. I came in the company. I was the youngest person in the company. We started with 20 people. By the time I left, we had upwards of over 200 people. So I came at that company at a very young age. I started the company 20 something, early 20s. And I left, you know, you know, in my 30s, essentially. So when I got to the, the point in my company where I said there's more outside of me just work, working up this corporate ladder and we started exploring other options that's when i became kind of discontent with where i was not not at the company just in, in life in life so i was like i don't want to have to be on a call with somebody that i absolutely despise talking down to me or having just because meetings <laughs> there was a lot of like politics during that during covid it was a lot during of just covid it, i told i literally told my manager i was like we we've tripled the amount of meetings we have because, and he eventually came and said, I didn't know how to manage you guys remotely. So I was just having meetings just to make sure you guys were working. And I literally told my manager and said, I would never work over 40 hours a week because I'm a director and I have a team of 35 people. If I'm ever working over 40 hours, it means I don't know how to do my job. That means I'm going above and beyond. When I have a team who can help me out and run, quote unquote, my side of the business. So yeah. when I start taking my business mindset and applying it to the job, that's where things started to become a, uh, problem
0: uh, started having friction. Yeah. What about you Janelka? What about like what what when you think about like the work that you were doing, tell everybody kind of like the work and you know what you did, but where did you become successfully discontent? I'm still at my 9 to 5. Okay? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm still at my 9 to 5. Well, um, she
0: left for 6 but, months last year.
1: Yeah, I did I did, you know, I had the baby last year so I took 3 months and then I took um 3 months of personal leave. Well, um, and I used to do a lot more along with my nine to five, and I don't do anything else besides my nine to five and the businesses that we run. So I am still there. Um, what keeps me still there? At one point, it was the fact that uh, I worked hard for this. I paid sixty eight thousand dollars to get my uh, private loan, student loans mm-hmm. for my masters. Um, but then now, there's no real reason why I'm still there. I'm not discontent there. I've always worked from home since we moved to Dallas, so um, I have a lot of flexibility, I'm a manager there. So yeah, I, I'm just still at the company, no no rhyme or reason. And I'm not saying I'll be there forever, but I'm there now.
0: Hey, Side Business Pros, I'm happy to announce that today you can go to sidebusinessmasterclass.com and you can register for some of our more relevant topics that we are covering right now in webinar format. That's right. So if you go to sidebusinessmasterclass.com right now, you can register for our webinar of the four mistakes high-achieving employees make when building a side business. That's right. I wanna cover the stuff that I wish somebody would have told me. You can go there right now go to sidebusinessmasterclass.com right now register for the actual webinar you do not want to miss and I'm going to cover all four and show you how to avoid them more importantly some things you can do on the back end so go to sidebusinessmasterclass.com right now sidebusinessmasterclass.com right now let's get back to the show hey i know you're enjoying this episode but what would be helpful for you right now not only continuing to listen to these episodes and these interviews that we conduct or being able to build you a high value side business. That's right. Well, I have something for you. We've created the most active community, the top of the line masterclass that you need to be a part of. It is called the Side Business Masterclass. That's right. I need you to go right now to Side Business Masterclass. Dot com. Join us every single week. I am giving you an opportunity to learn and hear what we are actually co- co- covering. And more importantly, you can be a part of our program. That's right. Inside of our program, you're going to get master classes. You're going to get exclusive access to experts. You're going to learn and be able to leverage our focus framework. More importantly, how you can use it using the current skill sets, that you're already using on your day job and how do you turn that into something that can be a high value side business that can start to make you your own revenue that you pull the lever on because I'm telling you right now, if you don't create your own leverage, you're somebody else's. So go to sidebusinessmasterclass.com right now and let's get started building you a high value side business. And Let's get back to the episode. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting that you guys have, have this kind of dichotomy in your relationship right now, especially when it comes to working um because there are there there were times where uh the duality of running my business um working my job I had I had put it in a place where to your point it became efficient. I just got better at my day job because I had a side business and that helped me craft the world that I wanted. So it was like I didn't have to let it go and I was in a better space it, Let's let's I, I wanna go here because I think the, the, the person who's watching this and who will see this five years, ten years from now when you guys are on Oprah and done all the things that you're gonna <laughs> do, right? Your lips are God's ears. <laughs> I, I think I think the thing that is is um important for our listeners to hear from you guys is you've been building a business but was this like a dream business? Like, did you walk <laughs> around like, I want to clean a business. Like, no, this is it. This is, this is what, what we, the HeartSog family are built for. Talk to me about like, why cleaning business? Because I don't know a lot of people that go, yeah, that's the one. That's the one that's going to get us out of debt. That's the one that makes my life easy. You know, everybody's selling all these other, you know, dream ideas, right? It's all the other types of things. Cleaning business doesn't sound as sexy as what's being sold online. Talk to us about how y'all arrived here.
1: Um, I'll say one part and then I'll have, I'll have Anthony answer the other part. So neither of us come from back from our entrepreneurship. Neither of us had any thought of running a business when we got married. We never said, like, oh, we'll have a business. Just really with Anthony expanding and listening to different podcasts is when it came up like, maybe we should start a business. We started a business to help pay off debt. It wasn't even like let's start a business to build legacy let's start a business to do entrepreneurship it wasn't anything like that and it turned into that so we kind of ran into it if you will which it all Mm -hmm. worked out perfect it worked out really well for us um but no there was like no plan (laughs) no thoughts behind it besides this business is a low-cost startup and it'll help us to pay off our debt
2: and we said yeah well we'll see what it grows what it potentially grows into Mm -hmm. Like you said, there was no rhyme or reason where we said, this is going to be the thing, the vehicle that gets us to that next level. Now it has <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> become that vehicle that got us to that next level. And I think anyone that's listening or watching that has a nine to five, and if you have extra funds or you have extra time, start something outside your business, because you never know what it's going to turn into. Outside your nine to five. Outside your nine to five. You never know what it's gonna turn into. You never know what's it's gonna grow into. So this is the best time to do it, especially if you have your nine to five, because, you know, five years later, you know, using that business, using it as a vehicle to leave my nine to five, to help us buy real estate, to help us start other businesses, to help us do and travel the world. It wasn't really a thought process. It was like, literally, we just wanted to pay off that, that sign right there. <laughs> $114,000 of debt. And that was just the goal. So it wasn't a, a huge end goal for us. Like, let's just get here and figure out the rest later.
0: How long did it take you guys to pay off that $114,000? Like, when did you start that journey of paying off the debt? And then when did you make that last payment? And how did you celebrate?
1: Uh, So we did, it was 23 months. Um, We started, I want to say February 2017 and ended December uh, 2018. Because once we started, we didn't have a goal of when we'll pay it off. But when we were three months in, we realized how quickly we were paying it off. So, we said we set a goal of paying it off by my 30th birthday. So, we actually celebrated my 30th birthday in Houston with family and friends. And before we drove there from Dallas, we paid um, the last bill. We like pressed the button together on the laptop, mm-hmm. drank some champagne, and because we wanted it to be actually cleared by the time my birthday arrived. You know, sometimes it mm. takes like four days or whatever. Um, and so, that's how we celebrated. And then the May after, which is our anniversary, we did Maldives in Dubai. So it was an anniversary and debt payoff trip in one. So that's kind of the ways that we celebrated paying off the debt.
0: And we continue to travel. So we still celebrate it. <laughs> 100%. I, I love it. And I, and I will tell you, um, there's a freedom in paying off debt while you're on the journey. But I think there's something else that I, I'm, I'm I'm curious about. Is some of the struggles after you started to build a profitable side business that now turns into a real business. Mm -hmm. Anthony, you did a post uh, live a couple of days ago, probably about a week ago now. And uh, I I was so intrigued by the conversation you were having. And you were sharing with everyone very openly that there would be times at night you would wake up. And have to check that laptop because you're so nervous. Mm-hmm. And this, there was the journey of, yeah, we got a business, hooray. But when everybody's not looking, Anthony's going through some things mentally. Yeah. And you were struggling with this idea of like, man, this thing can all go away tomorrow and it's all on us. It ain't the company. It ain't, you know, it ain't the, the big corporation I work for. No, this is hearts off. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Talk to me about. That journey, because I thought it was a such a transparent moment that I'll be honest, I don't hear a lot of people who build a business talk about. Um, and and I, I appreciated that. I, I'm, I'm saying I want to give you your flowers to that, because. Uh, just today, I did a, a conversation about the things that people don't tell you about building a side business, and that was one of those things. So give everybody an understanding, like what what goes through a person's mind in the middle of the night When the wife is like having to say If you pick up that thing one more time <laughs> you. Like, Absolutely. you know So got- so talk to us about that What was happening And I mean if you don't mind sharing like, What were the things that you were saying to yourself That you had to stop yourself from Going down that Alice rabbit hole
2: Yeah I think when you Have the business outside Your nine to five it's easy Err not easy It's easy err Got your nine to five. And I think I think we took that for granted a little bit because when we had the job, the the company goes, the company could do whatever the hell it wants (laughs) to. But our our nine to five is still there. We still, you know, we still got great incomes from our nine to five. We still got our health benefits. And you know, the cleaning business does well. We decide to close it down tomorrow. All right, cool. We still got our jobs. But when you no longer I've been a full-time entrepreneur now for one year, we had our cleaning business for five years. And six. going on six years, so we've had this business for six years. It's not a new business, but we've been full time in that business for one year now, and having not having that relied upon income does become scary. Mm-hmm. You wake up, at least me for me, I, and I i appreciate you you tuning into that live. I have an overactive mind anyway. I'm not even just about the cleaning business; just about everything that's happening. Our daughter our house, our investment property, I have an overactive mind, new thoughts that come up all the time. So keeping those at bay is a challenge. The podcast, so there's a bunch of things that happen in my mind. And just some of those things that do keep me up um, sometimes at night or wake me up extra early, two, three in the morning, it's like, I'm already up, I might as well stay up.
1: That it, don't even make sense. Two in the morning, <laughs> you don't might
2: as well stay up. Oh <laughs> so some of those things that do keep me up is the what ifs. Like what if this doesn't work what if I need to go back to my job? What if this every? What if everything goes wrong? And one of my mentors told me, "Yo, what if your worst case scenario is still better than ninety nine percent of the people's best case scenario?" So that's something that kind of keeps me grounded and leveled, and always has me thinking just the what ifs and the fear of not having at some point, because that goes back to um, financial trauma that I grew up with, you know, years ago.
0: man
1: no i was just gonna say it's funny that he always says like what if and i'm like during our process he's always like we can make this work i know we can make this work so when he starts to say what if i'm like what do you mean what if that's not gonna be the case all will not burn down at the same time Mm -hmm. you know what i mean
0: yeah hey i know you're enjoying this episode but i wanted to let you know and invite you to the grow your side business community that's right You could join us right now. Let me show you what you get when you go to growyoursidebusiness.com. So, number one, you're going to get access to our community of builders and side business pros. Number one, you could join our massive action series where you could get all of our free content. More importantly, I wanted to show you something we just rolled out that you can get access to right now the Side Business Masterclass is happening every single week and it's free. And you could join us right now on our side business masterclass. Come learn the topics, the titles, and the things that we're doing, and more importantly, come join our program. One of the cool things about joining our program is that you're gonna learn some really great stuff from people just like you. So I wanna give you an example of what that looks like. Well, number one, if you go to the about section, you know what's pretty cool? You're gonna see you're a side business pro. You're gonna find other people who are also successfully discontent. That's right, we're building businesses We're learning and we're growing. More importantly, we're able to do it with other ambitious employees just like yourself. The other thing is you're gonna learn about who we work with. You're gonna understand our community, how we've helped, what we've done, what we do. We're gonna, more importantly, you're gonna understand our manifesto. We are massive action takers. My definition of massive action is those who execute above the average. That's the only reason why you're here, right? More importantly, you're gonna be able to get access to our side business masterclass and join our community. Listen, I know that you're enjoying this episode, but what I'd really like for you to do is go to growyoursidebusiness.com, join the side. Business master class. And you know what? Keep watching this episode. Back to it. Yeah, you know, uh, interesting you bring this up because I, I think there's a, a, a great segue to this. Um, I'm sure at times, as husband and wife, uh, the analogy I love using is that if you're both in a in a rowboat, you cannot be rowing on the same side at the same time, otherwise, you're going in a circle, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sure on this journey the emotional intelligence has to raise between each other, right? I'm sure there's moments where when Ant's having that freak out moment, <laughs> Janilka, you got to roll on the other side, like, hey, 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 you know, we're still trying to keep this thing straight. Um, how do you guys support each other when you can see that person having their, their weak moment? Because I think we all have them. I know for me, uh, my biggest struggle is I don't like to fail. Like I I don't care what it is. I take failure to me is like death, right? So I I overdo sometimes because I'm I'm running from the failure, right? How do you guys support each other when you see your spouse kind of drifting not because things are wrong, but to your point, I'm probably asking, what if? Or or I'm worried, right? And we all handle worry a little differently, right? How do you guys support each other and how do you help each other through those moments? Um, I would say that
1: some people will probably think that we over-communicate, but we do communicate a lot. Uh, His outlet a lot is the gym, (laughs) going to the gym and just, or taking a walk um, if he gets overwhelmed and stuff like that. So we have a lot of conversations and we do kind of call it out for each other. Sometimes we may not notice it ourselves. Like, okay, well, today, you know, you're probably feeling away, so I'm gonna I'm let you be for a bit. Like leaving leaving each other alone to allow time for ourselves to do whatever we need to do.
0: I think those are the ways
1: that we do it. Communicating and then also sometimes just giving each other the space that we need until we're ready to speak about it. Cause we generally speak
2: about it with each other right away. In that communication part, I remember, we, and it goes even to just outside the business, just to your personal lives, your family paying off that debt. You know, we even have team meetings and the team is just us two <laughs> and family meetings where we sit family down, meetings. you know, once a month at minimum and go through like everything, personal finance, business finance, how things are doing the marriage. Now we got Alani. So we do a check-in. We just hit the one year. So we'll do those check-ins and just ask, you know, straight questions. You know, how are you dealing with this? How'd you feel? You know, our first year as parents did, uh, how do we, how do other. we do? How do we grade <laughs> each other? What are things we could improve on? Like Janoka said, for me, it was just like putting the phone down when I have a sometimes, and I'm constantly working on that. I remember it. So those are things that we do um, constantly and very consciously as well.
0: Yeah, um, you know, there's a there's a a conversation that happens uh, among employees who see people like yourselves being overly ambitious. <laughs> um, there's the There's the conversations in the cubes And back in the day we would call it a wallet cooler But nobody's at the office anymore so we can't call it that But we all remote <laughs> but, but there was a time Where an aunt A Janilka People start to talk When they hear oh wait a minute they doing what Like why are they out here doing this And for some people When you're building a side business And other people start finding out It can be scary Because you feel like I remember feeling like, wow, um, what if my boss and just decide to not keep offering me work or just start trying to, you know, weed me out of the process because somebody finds out, you know, I'm over here making money. I want to know, did you guys ever deal with that? And if you didn't, what did you do to keep a great line of separation between the relationships at work? And the ones you had to build in order to build that cleaning business
1: so i think in july would be nine years that i've been at my company and I have only, i'm only friends with three people on instagram <laughs> 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 two of them are no longer with the company and one uh is still with the company so from what i know my manager head of uh, people in my department have no idea about my life if it has come up They have not mentioned it so that's been my i just do not talk about it ever it doesn't and and then it also part of it i've been working from home for the past seven years as well so that's probably another thing when we when i was working in new york we didn't have all of this so there was nothing to discuss so now it would be me offering the information and i'm not going to do that um if somebody sees something sure but it's never come up so I, I don't have any good lines when it comes to that right
2: now, at least. And for me, it was, it got extremely difficult probably the last pre-COVID. Two years. Yeah. Pre, Pre-COVID, it got, we was in COVID for a year and a half before I left. Pre-COVID, it got really difficult because we was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Good Morning America hit and they had Good Morning America in the office. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> they was like, is that oh, you? Wow. <laughs> They said, is that you? I said, nope. And I went to my office. <laughs> and I and that obviously was like, all right. And then name starts popping up on podcasts and they start seeing, I had people watching, you obviously know Dave, um, we was on his podcast and he had people in, a, in our, in my office, I managed a team at 35 and that was literally my office, my team. And I was a director of that office and somebody's watching Social Proof podcast and that starts making his way around the office. People start hearing the story. Now they know. Okay, this is my boss. He's not talking about it. I can't ask him about it. So it's kind of like Superman when you know he takes off the glasses. No, he's you like, said you was Batman at night. Well, bat. I think Superman because <laughs> you see Superman, you know he, he takes off the glasses. The same exact guy, but you put the glasses on. It's like wait, he's not Superman anymore. So I think it was it was like that, and I just didn't answer any questions until. Probably the last year in, I started being more transparent about questions people ask. It wasn't about like, my story is about questions that they had. So how, you know, how you pay off debt? How do you do this? How do you do that? And I'm just like, giving my advice. And that was pretty much the way I kind of kept it.
0: Yeah. So talk about this good morning America. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> that is not like a... Oh, the local news channel picked that up. No, we're like, like you said, this was, this is worldwide. And guess what? It's going to run a few times that day because they do a rerun for the people on the West Coast. And, you know, it's all these things, right? So how did, first of all, give me the pre before somebody called and made a phone call about Good Morning America. Where was your business? What were you guys earning at that time? And what was the thing that created the, the 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 linchpin moment for Good Morning America to even pick, somebody to pick up a phone?
1: So the Good Morning America special was really just about our debt payoff story. So when we started on Instagram, that's all people knew us for, our debt payoff story, because that's all we were actually sharing. Um, so it ended, the segment really ended with us saying, and we started a cleaning business um, during this time. Literally, that's how it ends. And so there's no, not much mention around that. It's more about the debt payoff and the multiple side hustles that we had. So we had a, a article come out on Black Enterprise and that's how they reached out um, cause they saw the article of our debt payoff story. And if I'm not mistaken, they actually emailed and I'm like, we're both like, this is probably not real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were there the next day, cameras in the house the next wow. day, ready to roll. Um, and they came, recorded, it aired, then Dallas News came, they saw it on Good Morning America, and then they wanted to um, get us on as well, because they're like, "Well, you're, you're living in Dallas, you're part of us now, so <laughs> we want to hear the story, and we taped it that way, but that that's how that went, Seeing the Black Enterprise article, because we asked them, how did they find us?
0: Um, yeah.
2: So, so then, um, I was going to say, from that side, that's where some of the other publications started to come into play, after Black mm-hmm. Enterprise and Good Morning America started became yeah. creating a snowball at that point.
0: Yeah. So, so let's, I, I want to hear this because I think it's interesting. You you start a side business and you're growing it. You, you probably can see there's an end in sight at some point during this journey. Right. And you probably saw like, okay, I, I know we're probably going to leave on this date with my job. Um, but then that moment happens and there's all of this. Flash playing notoriety in the moment, right? One, did you feel prepared to capitalize on the moment? And two, what was the scariest part about being that well known?
1: Uh, I don't know if we thought about capitalizing on the
0: moment. At that time,
1: not really our. Because um, it's 2019?
2: 2020? No,
1: it was COVID. It was January. 2020 yeah yeah January 2020 is when the morning America came out um I don't even know if we had I think we had five four thousand followers I don't even know if we had ten thousand I don't think so um so yeah it was a low count that we had low um count that we have so I don't know if we were feeling to capitalize it but on at that point I started to think like okay this is a possibility my job could see this and then maybe I ain't saying that about them but maybe it could be a conversation I may have to have a conversation Um, that was the only thing I thought about, but
2: I I think, yeah, that's, that's actually a good point. We, I think we became mindful of what we said a lot more. (laughs) Our words became a lot more intentional. Our posts became a lot more intentional. And I think we switched from our personal lives to the business around that time too. So we paid off the debt and we switched from the debt payoff journey to like the cleaning business and the side hustle journey versus the personal life stuff. So we kind of pushed the personal life conversation aside, our Mention the name of our cleaning business, stop mentioning the name of our jobs, stop talking about what we did and focus more on like building things outside your, your nine to five.
0: Hey, I know you're enjoying this episode, but what would be helpful for you right now? Not only continuing to listen to these episodes and these interviews that we conduct, or being able to build you a high value side business. That's right. Well, I have something for you. We've created the most active community, the top of the line masterclass that you need to be a part of. It is called the Side Business Masterclass, that's right. I need you to go right now to SideBusinessMasterclass.com, join us. Every single week I am giving you an opportunity to learn and hear what we are actually covering and more importantly, You can be a part of our program. That's right. Inside of our program, you're going to get masterclasses. You're going to get exclusive access to experts. You're going to learn and be able to leverage our focus framework. More importantly, how you can use it using the current skill sets that you're already using on your day job. And how do you turn that into something that can be a high value side business that can start to make you your own revenue that you pull the lever on? Because I'm telling you right now, if you don't create your own leverage, you're somebody else's. So go to sidebusinessmasterclass.com right now let's get started building you a high value side business. Let's get back to the episode. Yeah. Now, there was a time, and correct me if I'm wrong, not one side business, not two side businesses, not three <laughs> side businesses, not four side businesses. You had five? Is that, am I? Am I hearing yeah. that right? That's when we were side, That's when and, we were trying to
2: pay off the debt. Yeah. And I don't even want to say they were businesses. We were, we, jobs. We were definitely jobs and side houses at
0: that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk to us. But, Tell us what they yeah. were. What were they?
2: So we
1: had, uh, we were doing Rover, which is like an Airbnb for dogs. Um, basically, people, instead of you sending your dog to PetSmart, you leave them at somebody's home. So like I said, I work from home. So we were watching dogs. and I would watch dogs in a day and walk them because we have a dog. So that was one thing. Um, we were working at a gym, Equinox was a gym we were working at for $9 an hour. Um, and we stayed, I stayed there long enough to become a manager at the front desk. Um, so we did that, but it was free membership. So we really enjoyed that. We also, I'm a mental health therapist. So I started doing private practice on the side while still working on nine to five was just with a whole different company. Um, we were doing Toro. We were renting our car out when we had two cars at the time on tour on that platform. And what else am I missing? I think sometimes you did some surveys here and there, but I think those. and then-
2: You you picked up the other job.
1: I did a contract and I did another contractor role that I was doing. uh, And then we started the cleaning business. So there was a lot happening on top of our nine to fives. All within um, those two years. All within those two years.
0: um, Okay, so I hear all of this. Yeah, and I can't help but wonder how did you keep the marriage afloat
1: Mm -hmm. so the most important thing with all the things that we mentioned was that except for equinox we didn't really have to go in anywhere if that makes sense um most of the all everything was flexible that we can turn off if we wanted to so watching dogs we could close our calendar Renting the cars we can say no um the private practice, it was even flexible as well, like depending on my availability. So we made sure of those things when it came to us side hustling yeah. um, and prioritizing that. So if ever a time we're like, we're not seeing each other, we're just passing by, we would make sure to have weekends or nights together to spend that time together. That's another reason why we did Equinox together. Because even if we weren't home, we're at the gym together. So we'll see each other passing by. See each other passing by, have, have lunch, co- together, lunch conversations. <laughs> Yeah. We go
2: home together. So we made that was a we prioritized. I that. think the equinox part, and I definitely want to give them the props because us that that probably helped us a lot during that time too. Cause we're working mm-hmm. nine to five and they're working from five to ten. And five to ten, we're both at the gym, but we both worked there together. So if I didn't want to be upstairs, I just came downstairs at the front desk <laughs> and I'm literally standing there with her and they knew we were married and there was no beef or anything like that. So I think that was a big help for us. But like Joker said. It's being intentional about, all right, we're not working this weekend. We're going out to date night. Speaking yeah. of, we got to plan out a date night too. <laughs> um, planning those date nights, being intentional about that, just like being intentional about the the monthly conversations.
0: Yeah, you know, it's, wow, man, that's, that's incredible. Um, my wife and I have, I have found that there's times where, We could be working on the same thing in one of our meaning we could be working on the same business, but not on the same things at the same time. And whatever I might be working on might be really stressful in the moment. But at the same time, she might be working on a different part of something. Might not be that stressful. And there's times where we're miscommunicating, not because. Oh, uh, you know, this isn't right or you didn't do this right. It's more of we're in a somebody's in a stressful moment. The other person's not. But we don't recognize that, you know, there's a there's a moment there for somebody. How do you guys manage? When when one person's having a stressful moment in the same exact business and maybe you're working on a different part of it, that's like not and so. You're trying to navigate those waters because sometimes I can be honest, they're a landmine. (laughs) I didn't know I stepped on one. Um, But then there's the times where you don't realize that like, wait, wow, maybe there's a, a stretch of time that what she might be really good at in this business is just very it's just a season of it's just heavy. Right. How do you guys manage those moments when you're operating this cleaning business, especially when the business is growing? Because I would imagine in your world, um, the the number of clients that you onboard for the business starts to, you know, take these. They're not just not like one in two houses every other week. It's 10 this week. It's, you know, it starts to really morph. How do you how do you handle each other when those moments are kind of happening? And the other person can see it, but you didn't know that maybe they were having that crazy wild moment and just things feel like. It's it's a lot heavier. How are you helping each other?
2: For us, I would say a big part of it is making sure we have the right help in place too. Because we didn't, I don't think people realize how much your personal life impacts your your business life. So if things are and then unfortunately or fortunately for us in you as well, your house is your your house and your spouse, and you also have your business there as well. It's all under the same roof. So whatever stress <laughs> you're feeling. In your personal life, you're going to fill it in your business life and business and vice versa um, equally. So I think making sure we have the right help in place. And it's not just household, but just like family in place, friends, but then also business help as well. So we have an operations manager who runs the, who runs the business, quote unquote, every day. Um, we have a virtual assistant, a person who handles these customer service calls. So the things that we can work on are not as stressful on a day-to-day basis but it's more of a strategic planning basis so i think the day-to-day is a lot harder than some of the, the long-term strategic planning because you could get caught up in that day-to-day and it becomes a big ass whirlwind of problems at some point excuse my language
1: and then before like you know when the business had just started we were just All on deck, both of us, you know, trying to figure it out and Mm -hmm. working together to figure that out. And we understood and know to this day still the strengths and weaknesses of each other. So if someone is in something, then it's like, okay, maybe I'll let you do what you need to do, and then you can bounce your idea on. You know, we can discuss it after, so I can begin a better understanding. How can I assist you if you're so overwhelmed? What can I do? Even if I can't do the exact task, Mm -hmm. there could has to be something that I can contribute to help to not make you so stressed about it. So that's another thing that we are sure to kind of discuss and communicate with each other.
0: Yeah, 100%. All right, so all these side businesses, (laughs) at some point, you start letting them go because one of them is popping, and that was the cleaning business.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Now, there's a a difference between what I've learned of saying, hey, I want to do this thing for a little while, but then actually committing to the thing. And I think part of what I've learned um, in my personal journey and a lot of people uh, within my group have had to, had to struggle with is. Fully committing because some people find out they're a little bit actually afraid of the potential success of the business, because that's that unknown game is very, very scary, especially when and we'll. I'm going to talk to you about this a little later, but I'm very also curious about learning. How did you learn? How did you learn to let go of that corporate identity? We'll we'll talk about that. But when you're when you're building this business and you finally decide like, oh, no, we're committing. Was the business already taken off and making money and then you committed or was it like you committed before and you just knew like this is the thing? How did that play out for you guys?
2: Mm, one good. of the things
0: that we committed to early on was
2: structuring the business like a business. So everything else that you mentioned, it wasn't a business. We were just doing it as a quote unquote side hustle. Um, so from the very beginning for the cleaning business, we had our LLC, we had a logo, we had branding, we had a website. So we had money into these things, business account, business, account, business Keeping checking account. Separate. It, yeah. So from the very beginning, I don't think it was like, this thing is going to be a rocket ship but we said we're committing some form of ourselves some form of money some form of time to these to this business here versus everything else we did it was like all right well we already got the cars oh we got the dogs working at the gym doing a becoming a contractor here and there there was nothing else we really put any sort of energy into really um yeah. outside of just our personal energy but in certain terms of business energy it was nothing else we did yeah
1: and and with it being our first business i guess we just we wanted it to work we wanted to put in the effort to make sure that it worked and at month eight there was a time where we were ready to give up because we were comparing ourselves to others and we were saying that you know we're not making enough money we need to just let it go mind you we weren't really losing money because we didn't take any money out of the out of the business and we didn't have to put anything else in so there was enough money there so what was really stopping us just the comparison And with us doing that, he was like, well, let's just try to make it work at least for a year. Like this is month eight, let's try to make it work for a year, if it doesn't work by the year, then we we can call it quits, we can move on. Um, And literally the month after that was our biggest month and it just continued to go up after that. So that was, I guess if you wanna say, we committed at the beginning, but maybe month eight, when we said at least we'll go to a year, that was another step in the commitment Within the cleaning businesses, well.
2: and a lot of our a lot of our students, and we talk about this in our cleaning business university course, is like you got to commit first to this thing. You got to say this thing is gonna work, because a lot mm-hmm. of them come happen, in you know? and they they kind of flake with it. Like you mentioned, they got the Toros, the Airbnbs, the vending, machine. vending machines. There's so many other things you could do, but if you commit, everybody is teaching you how to do something. They commit it to that one thing first, or at least they committed to that one thing for a certain amount of time before doing something else. So that's one of the things we tell our people all the time. Just commit to one thing for at least a year and figure it out. And
0: then I guarantee you'll see some sort of success. Hey, I know you're enjoying this episode, but I wanted to let you know and invite you to the grow your side business community. That's right. You could join us right now. Let me show you what you get when you go to growyoursidebusiness.com. So, number one, you're going to get access to our community of builders and side business pros. Number one, you could join our massive action series where you could get all of our free content. More importantly, I wanted to show you something we just rolled out that you can get access to right now the Side Business Masterclass is happening every single week and it's free. And you could join us right now on our side business masterclass. Come learn the topics, the titles, and the things that we're doing. And more importantly, come join our program. One of the cool things about joining our program is that you're gonna learn some really great stuff from people just like you. So I wanna give you an example of what that looks like. Well, number one, if you go to the about section, you know what's pretty cool? You're gonna see you're a side business pro. You're gonna find other people who are also successfully discontent. That's right, we're building businesses We're learning and we're growing. More importantly, we're able to do it with other ambitious employees just like yourself. The other thing is you're going to learn about who we work with. You're going to understand our community, how we've helped, what we've done, what we do. We're going to, more importantly, you're going to understand our manifesto. We are massive action takers. My definition of massive action is those who execute above the average. That's the only reason why you're here, right? More importantly, you're going to be able to get access to our side business masterclass and join our community. Listen, I know that you're enjoying this episode, but what I'd really like for you to do is go to growyoursidebusiness.com, join the side. Business Masterclass. And you know what? Keep watching this episode. Back to it. You know, you guys have obviously grown um, individually. You've grown as a unit a lot in this six-year journey. If you could go back and talk to six years ago, Anthony, six years ago, Janilka, what would you say to that person? Now that you've you have this experience. Uh
2: what would I say? Want me to go? go ahead. if you know already, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I would probably say to myself is get around p- people who are doing different things sooner. Um I think mm-hmm. the Dallas move for us was just life-changing. Mm-hmm. And if I would if I could have made them, I mean, things happen. God, you know, he plans things out for you and things happen on, you know, his time but if we were able to get out of new york and her father he's been in miami he's been to florida his whole life 20 years at this point mm-hmm. and he's been saying that you guys got to get out of new york get about get from around people that you see every day get around something new get around space get around land get around opportunity
1: as a new yorker you want to hear that
2: as a, yeah you don't <laughs> you, all you know is your city you don't trust it you could have traveled the world but still all you really know is your city if you haven't lived anywhere else so i probably would have said get around other people get around other places a lot sooner to expand my thinking earlier because all we knew it's crazy how long you only know a nine to five for. and when we started telling people we had jobs outside of nine to hours like, wait you make a lot of money or you make good money why would you have another job outside your nine to five and it seemed that people thought we weren't making enough money in reality your job would never be able to pay you the amount that you feel like you you want in life so Getting around people sooner would probably be something I would tell myself and changing the environment.
1: Um, but myself, I
2: don't know. Maybe I would just say trust Anthony with his uh, business ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: would say that. I wouldn't even um, say I wouldn't
2: say that for you. So I think you saying no allows us to kind of put a lot of things that's that's trash absolutely aside. like trucking. That was I still don't say happened. trucking's a bad one. I just said it wasn't for, for us. It right is for,
1: yeah. <laughs> for us, it is. Uh, but no, that, that's my only thing. I don't. I believe that everything happens for a reason, so I don't regret anything. I, you know, our journey was how it needed to be. Um, you know, we needed to pay off the debt before we did any investments or any stocks. I know people feel different about that, um, but yeah, that, that's kind of that's the only thing I would think about right now, at least.
0: Hundred percent. Okay, so I want to talk about a couple of uh, posts you guys made. I want to ask some questions um rapid fire here um there was a conversation that you guys had uh that you posted back earlier this month and then we'll start working our way even further back um there was a conversation aunt that you were having about not using your kids as an excuse for not mm-hmm. achieving talk That's to me I'm about saying. like because I'm gonna be honest with you okay like just I struggled with the idea of yeah, but they're only five once, man. They're only mm-hmm. 13 once, man. Mm-hmm. They're only 15 once, man. And now I got my oldest son is a, in college as a freshman and my youngest is a senior, right? And I'm like, where the heck did time go? But <laughs> you know, I, I think about that and I know a lot of other people think about that. And so yes, it is a real conversation in a lot of parents' heads and that's what makes them go, I'm sorry, heart Song. I hear y'all. I love the podcast. I hear y'all talking all this stuff. But I need to be here with my kids. To that, you say what? I don't disagree with you. I don't think it has
2: to be either or. I think one of the I think one of the challenges is that we we think it either or and why can't it be both of them? So I was saying that not to use your kids as an excuse for as a as an excuse why you aren't able to achieve the goals you want to achieve. And we hear this all the time. Like, oh, oh! I, I wasn't able to go to I wasn't able to go to college because I had kids. I wasn't able to do this, and I understand that you got the single mom that's not able to do it. But what happens when your kids are old enough where you're able to go back and achieve the things that you want to do? Um, and then also, when we were going through our journey, we heard this like literally. And this goes back to the exposure conversation. When we was on Good Morning America don't read the comment section on any publication that you are ever be on or ever will be on in the future because they will go through your life oh they're they're black oh they're white oh they both have hair oh they're they both went to college oh they don't have kids that's why they're able to do so much which is why that conversation came up it's like you can do the things that you want to do in life but don't allow your kids to be the excuse or reason why you were not able to do
0: what you wanted to do in life. Wow. All right. We on rocking and rolling. Next one. (laughs) Um, Janilka, you put up a post and you said you were talking about entrepreneurship and the idea of work. Mm -hmm. And one of the things you were talking about is just how different that looks and why it looks that way. Help me understand what what you're what you're trying to convey there. And here's the thing that I think about. I think the person that's working that nine to five that really, you know, you're helping and yeah, they they listen to you and they're rocking with you. Like they're like, yes, she's right. But a lot of employees have been used to other people telling them what to do. Mm-hmm. So when I see that post and I and I heard that, I'm thinking. Hmm. I wonder what is the the prompt for a conversation like that? Talk to me about that post and just help me understand the what you mean by the work is different. Um,
1: The work is different because it, it's kind of like it has to get done or it has to get done. Right now, there's a different mindset as well. I don't believe that everyone should be entrepreneur. I absolutely do not, um, or everybody should own a business. I don't, some people, like you said, are fine at their job and, and that's totally fine. Um, but I just, some people just give the, we hear some of our students just give the idea that it's not working. And when we go through the information of what they've done or haven't done, it's like, well, you didn't do the work. That's why it's not working. Let's be very clear. Let's call a spade a spade. 90% of the time is not working because you told me you had two interviews when I told you you need to have 20 to try mm. to be successful. Right. Um, And so when I, I was like, people say these things, but they don't really mean it. Like, they don't really mean that they're doing the work. Like, it's just something to say that it didn't work for me or it's not working out. Now, don't get me wrong. There may be things that happen that don't do it, but more than likely people are not doing the work that they say they should do. And then on the other side of it, the work just looks different. Like, for example, especially at the beginning when we had our baby, that meant we were recording a podcast at nine o'clock at night. You think I want to be talking, recording any camera bright at nine o'clock at night when I probably woke up (laughs) at 4 a.m. breastfeeding? No, but (laughs) it's part of my job as an entrepreneur that I have to get it done. So that's what I mean by like putting in that work and really meaning and really doing it that a lot of people don't do. Of course, there are some people that do, but a lot of people just kind of settle and don't really work for it is how I feel.
0: Wow. So another post, um, you guys, I, I, I see this common thread of we travel. It's not just like we travel because, oh, finally we get to travel. No, it's like, no, we travel, <laughs> right? It's like, yeah. like, like we breathe, <laughs> we travel, right? <laughs> Talk to me about that decision because here's the thing that, you know, again, think we gotta consider the person who's listening, right? Like okay. travel sounds awesome. I hear y'all heart songs and travel this and travel that. Okay, cool. Why did you guys say, no, this is a staple of this house and everything else around it, everything else in the world is gonna revolve around us being able to make sure we can do this. Why is that such an important thing for you guys?
1: Um, well, my family's from Panama. And so I, me and my cousins are first generation Americans, so I've always traveled since the age of two. I would go home to Panama every summer and stay by my grandparents two, three months. So traveling is a big part of my family. uh, So that was something that I wanted to make sure that I continued to do. Like Anthony didn't leave the country until he was 25. That is absurd to me but I understand that many people <laughs> operate that way um, 30
2: 35 people haven't left the country people haven't left their, their hometown I
1: know it's just crazy but anyway um so growing up and with it being part of my my family that's the reason why we bring it into this and that you know we'll continue to do the same thing with our daughter like she's been on 35 flights before one and that's what we'll continue to do I think you being exposed to other cultures is another way that you can learn as well as not just listening to news or just in your environment kind of getting out of the environment seeing the world seeing so many things i value that tremendously and tony just wow. go he just shows up he's like <laughs> he's like okay what I need to pack, What are we doing okay part of the, <laughs> it
2: was and then when you go when you talk about family you talk about tradition mm-hmm. this is part tradition, of our family boy. tradition where they travel their family reunion has been ongoing for 20 30 years, 30 years at this point and they travel every two years as a family like like not just this family not just not just Mm -hmm. the mom the pops the uncle no the great grandfather the great grand-aunt the cousins the nieces the nephews and if they travel as a family every two years and they have a great family dynamic and me on my side i don't travel and i have no family dynamic there might be a correlation there so if we could keep that family tradition where she loves to travel I travel with her family more than I travel by myself. We're going to make sure our daughter travels with us, and we're going to keep that family tradition because there might be some correlation between the closeness of her family and the lack of closeness on my
0: side. Totally agree, I and I'm in the same boat. I did not travel one bit until I met my wife. Um, my wife travels everywhere. I mean, when I say everywhere, I like everywhere. <laughs> um and and i will tell you my wife has this uh saying with or without you mm. <laughs> and it's because um she's always said like she's she, we only got one life and she's like listen i'm doing this with or without you but we i'm going this way and i've <laughs> learned to have to adopt that because it's helped me you know tremendously in in so many different areas uh but i i love the fact that y'all have that so you guys, you know, built a cleaning business. Um, it, it's obviously giving you a life and a perspective that, you know, a lot of employees probably dream of and hope to one day achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm curious as to the, what's the end game with the heart songs? What What's the, what's the end game here?
2: <laughs> I was,
0: I don't, I know, um, I'm reading a book right now and
2: they said successful people really have no end game because like you're, you're, <laughs> you're literally your shirt that you're wearing. And it's the seek of knowledge is the seek of doing better the seek of transformation for yourself and your family. And as you're always going to be tr- transforming as a human. So in terms of the business now, there may be a point where we decide to sell the business or maybe a point where we decide to, all right, at this point, it's 100% hands off, maybe like other routes. So you may go into like government contracting or commercial and stuff like that. But that's just due to you evolving as a person. You may evolve to the point where you decide, all right, my success no longer looks like a successful cleaning business. It may looks like a sold cleaning business. It may looks like a, a commercial cleaning business where it's no more residential. We want to take this type of clients now. So success changes and evolves along with you as a person. So I can't say "quote unquote." There's an end game. End game is a uh, ever, ever moving, ever evolving with us.
0: Good deal. So let's talk about this business. I want, I want to, I want to, I want to spend the last few minutes here. Like, let's, let's, let's talk, man. So, what's the year-over-year revenue of this business, and what is it that people need to understand that's possible? That people are not talking about when it comes to this type of business as an employee.
2: Okay, so year. year, We'll just do, I mean, we'll just do last year. Last year we did 560 in in revenue. And I don't think people recognize that a business like this. Let's not even just take the cleaning business side. A, uh, um, A local service business mom and pop shops they are people like wire cleaning business and it's a low-cost startup. mom and pop shops. we were able to come into an industry in Dallas Texas. People say my market is oversaturated. Whatever market you got in California and New York, the market is very equivalent in Dallas, Texas I guarantee <laughs> I tell you that much people are moving to Dallas, Texas. So a market like this we're able to come in we don't need we don't need all the revenue share or the market share. And if you come into a business where you feel like there's saturation, people don't recognize if there's a saturated market, that means people are buying. That means there is not enough service providers for the need that is necessary to to do the business. So when you think about that, I want people to change their mindset around the word saturation. Think about it as you go down the bread aisle. We talk about this all the time. You go down the water aisle. They're not saying there's too much bread or water. No, people are going to grab their wonder bread. People are going to grab their potato bread. They grab their essential water. Like think designing. about think the sign, you think about saturation in a market as a a lack of providers to do the service. Um, so that's one thing I really want to get over uh to the to the viewers as well. Cause we'll hear that across any local service business.
1: And it's always gonna be needed, right? People are always gonna need their home screen, people are always gonna need their hair done, people are always gonna need their nails. Done. Like
2: it's just a business
1: that's always gonna be around. I mean, we didn't invent the business, obviously. So it's another reason why you should get into it. um it can make it through made it through covid our business where we were able to make it through covid and you
0: know hey i know you're enjoying this episode but what would be helpful for you right now not only continuing to listen to these episodes and these interviews that we conduct or being able to build you a high value side business that's right well i have something for you we've created the most active community the top of the line masterclass that you need to be a part of. It is called the Side Business Masterclass, that's right. I need you to go right now to Side Business Masterclass Dot com. Join us every single week. I am giving you an opportunity to learn and hear what we are actually co- co- covering. And more importantly, you can be a part of our program. That's right. Inside of our program, you're going to get master classes. You're going to get exclusive access to experts. You're going to learn and be able to leverage our focus framework. More importantly, how you can use it using the current skill sets, That you're already using on your day job? And how do you turn that into something that can be a high value side business that can start to make you your own revenue that you pull the lever on? Because I'm telling you right now, if you don't create your own leverage, you're somebody else's. So go to sidebusinessmasterclass.com right now and let's get started building you a high value side business. And let's get back to the episode.
1: It can continue to grow and do that and provide legacy. I love this
0: because, can I tell y'all something? There's a narrative around uh about pandemic preneurs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um and they're slowly dying. They're dying off. Um, but, <laughs> I, think <that laughs> but I think the thing that I I I um I, I try to convey to people is that if you found a business, like people love talking about, oh, it's recession proof. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to call any business recession proof. I'm going to say, I think that the cleaning industry is recession resilient Mm -hmm. because um, it doesn't mean that it's not impacted. It just means it can last and actually make it beyond um, a recession. And so, you know, talk to me about like, how did you guys acquire your first customer and help us understand How is it that somebody, you know, talk to me, like talk to me like I'm the guy that pressed the button on the site. I want to help me understand (laughs) how do I go about leveraging my market here in Charlotte, North Carolina and build this cleaning business? What do I do? do? Where do I start and what should I be looking at that most people don't even pay attention to? So first thing first is we
1: run this business like how all these billion dollar industries run their business. Essentially, Uber, Lyft, Airbnb, none of them, Airbnb doesn't own homes. Uber doesn't own cars. They are the middlemen. So they connect somebody with the customer. And that's exactly what we do with the cleaning business as well. Um, Due to our social proof that we've built up and the reviews basically that we have, people go online, they're looking for cleaning services, they see our website, and then they book us. Then we get the booking and we would send it out to our contractors and say, hey, who wants the job? These are the details. Contractor takes the job. They go and do it. They get paid, we get paid, we take a split. That's essentially how we run the business. Really, We're really the middlemen and that's how it operates. That's why we work with contractors. They know they have their own cleaning supplies and things like that, and they know how to do the cleaning and run their own businesses as well.
2: Some people ask, well, why would the contractor work with you versus finding their own clients? Or why would the client work with you versus finding their own cleaners mm-hmm. so on the contractor side that work with you because a mom-and-pop shop normally doesn't have an online presence they normally don't have a digital footprint and they find most of their clients via word of mouth mm-hmm. so if i and they hate the actual business side of it they like cleaning that's what they do that's what they're excellent at now if you tell me i could do what i'm excellent at you give me more of that and take everything else away mm-hmm. that's what that's the conversation we have with them We'll give you more cleans and do everything else for you. And you just go and do what you're excellent at. And that's why like we can give you versus you having five jobs a week, we could give you 10, 15 more jobs. You don't have to worry about anything, but just showing up and doing the job well. On the client side, they don't know any idea about the difference between a big cleaning company, unless it's a a nationwide brand versus us. We have a reputable website. They go on our website, it looks just like any other cleaning company. Um, The difference is we have the ability to book us online, you can pay us online. You can see our schedule online. You can see our social proof online. So we're doing these things that we pretty much took the cleaning business and brought it to the digital age where people just want to find you, book you, and pay you, and you show up and do what you say you're going to do.
0: Okay, I'm sold. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. But but I'm going to push back. I'm going to push back, HeartSog family. I'm going to push back. Okay. I get it. There's this business. There's this thing that I can I can do but but y'all come on Janelka I don't know nobody I don't I, I, I go home I go to work I come home I don't know even my neighbor across you know the, the way from me I don't I don't know how I'm gonna go find and drum up enough business to make this happen. What do I have to do in order to do that? Cause I hear what the client and the and the and the contractor how it works for them but do you tell me I got to go out here and I got to go knock on my neighbor's door? I got to go talk to Jerry. I got to go talk to Christine. I got to go talk to Terry. Like, you telling me I got to go do that before I'm actually starting making some money?
1: If you want to, you can. But that's not the way we run it. So mm-hmm. the way that we do it, we're, like you said, we're from Brooklyn, New York. When we moved down here to Dallas and started our business, we didn't have any friends, family, or anyone just like you that starting your business. So... We had, you know, we got an LLC, we got started in that way, but we started joining mom and, you know, mom groups on Facebook. We started marketing there. There's a platform called Next Door. These are all free ways um, that you can do it online. We started marketing in Next Door. You know, if you like to, tell people at church, tell people at supermarkets, tell people at work what you're doing. This is how people kind of get into your funnel. You can have friends and family leave you reviews about how pretty, how good your website is how clear the manager was when they provided information to start to build that social proof. So it's not just about Christine the neighbor, but you can have that social proof online and continue to put in marketing dollars on some of these websites, such as Thumbtack, Yelp, Google leads to then get more reviews and get more clients.
2: And I think people forget, I know you see the, you see the end result of what we've built, but every excuse that a person probably has, we started, we did. This is our first business. So we kind of go back to that. No, we weren't from Dallas, Texas. We moved here when we started our business. No, we didn't have five businesses before this. This is our first business. No, we didn't have a million dollars because we were $114,000 of debt. We were trying to pay that off. So we're removing those excuses as we're going through some of these conversations that people forget that we actually went through when we started.
0: Yeah. So, all right. Okay. I hear you. Okay. You talked to me about the client. Told me all about <laughs> The contractor, you telling me I can, you know, talk to a few people and and, and I can build a site and build a social proof. I got it. Here's my other piece, though. If I'm an employee every single day and I'm tired when I get home, and okay, listen, I I got kids to deal with. I gotta run them around. They got football practice and lacrosse practice and soccer practice on the weekends. I don't really get no rest because they got games on the weekend. I've got, you know, other commitments, like where in the world am I going to find time to sit here and build this business? Talk to me, family. What what am I supposed to do?
1: So there's two there's <laughs> there's two things to that. Um, you're going to need to put in some sweat and time into running a business and getting your business, specifically when you're getting your business up and running. So you're going to have to make time after work. Um, some people say at the beginning, they're doing maybe 15, 20 hours a week. They're committing to making sure that their business gets up and running the other side of it is you can hire a va you can hire somebody from the philippines that maybe you pay them four or five dollars an hour and they can run your business you teach them you let them know what you want them to do and they can answer the phones for you they can respond to your leads so there's multiple ways to do it but for us i think if you are starting a business if this is your first business you need to find the time to get this business up and running just to at least know What's happening in your business before you hand it off to anybody
2: else? You're either going to have the time or you're going to have the money to do so. You got to figure out which one is, which one you got, which one can you leverage during that time? We didn't have the money because we were trying to pay off the debt. So we had to use the time that we did have moving down to Dallas, Texas, not having any friends and family working on outside the nine to five, outside the side hustles, working on the weekend. We were instead of us doing, going out to brunch on Saturday. We said, all right, we're going to spend five hours interviewing people on Saturdays only. So there were the things that we had to do because we didn't have the money at the time. So we leveraged what we did have,
0: which was time. Hey, I know you're enjoying this episode, but I wanted to let you know and invite you to the Grow Your Side Business community. That's right, you could join us right now. Let me show you what you get when you go to growyoursidebusiness.com. So number one, you're gonna get access to our community of builders and side business pros. Number one, you could join our massive action series where you could get all of our free content. More importantly, I wanted to show you something we just rolled out that you can get access to right now. The side business masterclass is happening every single week and it's free. And you could join us right now on our side business masterclass. Come learn the topics, the titles, and the things that we're doing. And more importantly, come join our program. One of the cool things about joining our program is that you're gonna learn some really great stuff from people just like you. So I wanna give you an example of what that looks like. Well, number one, if you go to the about section, you know what's pretty cool? You're gonna see you're a side business pro. You're gonna find other people who are also successfully discontent. That's right, we're building businesses We're learning and we're growing. More importantly, we're able to do it with other ambitious employees, just like yourself. The other thing is you're going to learn about who we work with. You're going to understand our community, how we've helped, what we've done, what we do. We're going to, more importantly, you're going to understand our manifesto. We are massive action takers. My definition of massive action is those who execute above the average. That's the only reason why you're here, right? More importantly, you're going to be able to get access to our side business masterclass and join our community. Listen, I know that you're enjoying this episode, but what I'd really like for you to do is go to growyoursidebusiness.com, join the side business masterclass and you know what keep watching this episode back to it i love it man i love it all right listen man y'all have been giving me a bunch of y'all time so first of all thank you let me say this as we get ready to wrap up um i am more appreciative of your personal decisions to be this way to be this couple to be these business owners to be that, that person. Uh, More than you know, because it's it's very difficult, especially, you know, as couples um, who are, you know, doing business. I always tell people there's couples who are doing business, meaning they both have a separate business. And then there's couples who do business together. That's a totally different monster. Right. (laughs) And you guys have chosen to do a business together. Um, Last question. Your daughter's here. She is definitely giving you guys a perspective on life, um, building this business. Mm -hmm. Um, When she sees this 10 years from now, talk to your daughter. What do you want her to know about why? While she she was born of God to be able to be born to you as parents (laughs) and she's got this life. And she's going to grow up and start understanding. Oh, we travel in this family. We go somewhere every other year. Right. Like she's going to learn these routines. Talk to her 10 years from now. Why are you doing this? What do you want her to know? Uh,
1: I would say for her, Alani, (laughs) I would want you to know that you're capable of doing anything and everything. You don't have to, if you don't want to become an entrepreneur, you don't have to. If you don't want to go to college, you don't have to. You have options. And um, I hope that us as parents continue continue to show you the way and guide you enough for you to know that you have enough options and you're supported in whatever you decide to do.
2: Yeah, that's that's probably the, that would probably be my same answer there too, is just knowing that you could do probably anything you put your mind to. When we paid off $114,000 of debt you sit there you s- just saying that number sounds crazy now it seems normal because we we did it you know three four years ago but that was just the switch that said we can do anything we want to do as as a family and i want her to come into this family realizing you can do anything you want to do um, in this family
0: 100 percent. well man listen um i appreciate you guys uh you guys are definitely who i call Uh, Those who take massive action, my definition of massive action is those who execute above the average. And clearly you guys have done that. Um, And I'm appreciative of that. Lastly, share with everyone, man, how can they find y'all? Of course, all the links will be down below. But, you know, how can they find y'all? What you guys got going on and, you know, what's the ways that you guys serve the larger community?
1: Um, So cleaningbusinessuniversity.com is where you can find out more about our course that we have um, of how to own a cleaning business without cleaning any homes. Then you can find us at The Hartrimony. I have it on my shirt, above us. Uh, the H-A-R-T-R-I-M-O-N-Y. And you can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok with that name. And then we have our podcast, More Than A Side Hustle podcast, where you can also tap in. We um, post the episode every Tuesday. So make sure you listen to us there as well. Any other place I missed? Nah, you got it that. all. Those, those are the places that you can tap in and get more value with the Arzals.
0: Good deal. Well, listen, y'all, another dope interview. I told y'all this couple was dope. I said that at the beginning and y'all probably thought, oh, you kidding. Y'all know we love to have great conversations with great people who are doing dope stuff and those who take massive action in their lives. Listen, if you enjoyed this episode, do two things right now. First of all, I need you to take some massive action. What did you just learn? Go do something with this information. Don't just sit there and get all the goosebumps and, oh, that was a great line. Uh, uh-uh. I want you to go do something. Y'all know me, we do not play about that. Go do something with what you just learned. Secondly, if you found this to be helpful and you're like, yo, I'm trying to grow my side business. Well, guess what? Today's sponsor is the Side Business Challenge. We have a challenge coming up. More info will be available, but you can go to growyoursidebusiness.com. Guess what? All the new information is available there. And guess what? For those of you who are in the side business builders group who saw this pre-everybody else on YouTube, I got a special thing for you guys uh, inside of the group because you were here and able to tap into this interview. Go check out their podcast, man. More than a side hustle. I love it. And what I want you to do is when you get there, Make sure you shout them out and let them know, I heard them first over on the Grow Your Side Business Podcast. Show them some love. Show them the respect that they deserve. Because guess what? They the ones paid off $114,000 in debt. Okay? And they built a great business. Thank y'all so much for watching. Thank y'all for being here. You know what? This is the end of another great episode. I will see you guys in the next one. Have a great, incredible night. And until then, peace.